It's Monster Monday on a Tuesday. Tom and I recorded this episode, and before I could edit it, I got food poisoning, so it's a little late, um, but nevertheless, here it is. Um, We're also going to be taking a little bit of a break, so we're not going to have any new episodes for a little bit, but we will definitely be back, so uh, never fear, we will definitely be back. And now, on with the show. Greetings from the pumpkin patch and welcome Halloweeniacs to the Jack-O-Lantern Press Podcast on the Weird Network where we discuss monsters and Halloween. My name is Michael Piccarella. And my name's Tom Piccarella. It's Monster Monday when Tom and I briefly profile a monster of the week. This Monday's monster, the final ghost that we are discussing this month, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Whose lonely grave is this? Why, yours, Ebenezer, the richest man in the cemetery. (laughs) Please. (laughs) No, no, no. That's the ghost of Christmas yet to come, or what is called Ghost of Christmas Future, in the 1983 animated featurette, Mickey's Christmas Carol. And I hope everyone had a good Christmas. Um, that, uh, That ghost was played by Pete, Mickey Mouse's arch nemesis, and a little tidbit about Pete. According to Wikipedia, he is the oldest continuing Disney character, having debuted in, uh, I guess it was like three years before uh, Mickey Mouse, in in a cartoon called Alice Solves the Puzzle from 1925. But yeah, tonight, as the final part of our four-part series this month on the ghosts that haunt Scrooge in A Christmas Carol, we'll be talking about that last ghost in the carol. But before we dig more into the ghost of Christmas yet to come, I wanted to mention our sponsor of the show, the Nightmare 365 podcast, which you can find over at Nightmare365.com. Over there at Nightmare, Matt explores the unexplained, the mysterious, and spookiness that lives among us, and Greg, we're told, is finally and truly going to jump into that blue hole. He's dipped his feet in to test the freezing water, but wait, he still can't do it. He got cold feet. (laughs) Yep. But seriously, on their podcast, Matt and Greg discuss case files into the unknown, UFOs, monsters, urban legends, folklore, conspiracies, and more. So check them out, and be sure to subscribe to their YouTube channel, which we'll link in the show notes. But the Christmas, or or sorry, but the, the ghost of Christmas yet to come, coming to you in a few days before the new year yet to come. Uh, what do you think, Tom? So yeah, um... You know, I think that uh, this is a good ghost going out of the year because this is the final ghost. And what I ended up doing on this one uh, was taking a little bit of a different approach. And this is where I kind of wanted to have a, a, a little bit more of a discussion with this particular ghost because I think this one's the most interesting of them all. I kept trying to figure out what the heck is this ghost? Is he just a ghost? A phantom? 
a specter? Is he the Grim Reaper? Um, I, I really could not ever come up with what he actually was. Um, there was another one. I, did I say Phantom? I think I said Phantom. Yeah, yeah you said <clears throat> Phantom. The, the Phantom is actually, I think, maybe the closest, and they do refer to him as being a Phantom uh, quite often than the other ones. But if you look up the other things as well, uh, it's pretty close. Like even in the Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual, um, on page 279, there is a section on specters. And although he he definitely, I wouldn't say is a specter, but he has similarities. So for instance, a specter is the angry, unfettered spirit of a humanoid that has been prevented from passing to the afterlife. Spectres no longer possess connections to who or what they were, yet are condemned to walk the world forever. Some are spawned when dark magic or the touch of, of wraith rips a soul from, from a living body. Now, the whole reason why I even brought up the specter is because in some case, they had mentioned that, uh, or in, in, in something that I was looking at, which we'll have to link this YouTube video in the in the show notes. It's um, this guy that uh, started having a huge discussion about this, this ghost. And um, I'm going to get to it here so I can tell you. It's called Dystopia Junkie. And he has a whole thing called The Ghost Yet to Come. Key quotations and analysis. And what he talks about is what what is this guy? And so I started getting into it a little bit more. And like I said, a specter came up just because uh I don't know if if it's it could be Ebenezer Scrooge when he dies and how he's stuck between the worlds and he has hatred towards who he actually was. Some people actually think that this potentially could be the Holy Ghost, depending on what religious uh, thing you're after. And the reason I say the Holy Ghost is because um, he kind of is upset with himself, and then he he sees the, the Holy Ghost, and then he changes himself to be a better person. So it's almost like somebody getting religion, and then they see, you know, all these, these faults and... and and things that they're doing, and then they try to better themselves, and and I thought that that was interesting too because that's kind of what happens. He be, you know he then he becomes like this better person. So the 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 specter, the phantom, I don't I have no clue what he was, uh, but it was an interesting thing to kind of just try to figure it out. But in the end, I still don't have an answer. I don't know. What yeah, you, you know, I think. For me, like I always thought, oh, it's the Grim Reaper. I mean, he looks like the Grim Reaper. He's there to usher him to his death. But then if you get a visit from the Grim Reaper, it means you're dead. And he is not dead. He's actually very much alive because he changes. So you kind of wonder if he really is the Grim Reaper. I do want to let listeners know if you have not heard our Monster Mondays episode on the Grim Reaper, we did do one on it. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes for it. But um, if you are interested in learning more about that character, that monster, um, you can check that out. But 
Yeah, originally I was I always thought, well, he looks like the Grim Reaper. He's kind of doing the job that the Grim Reaper would do. But yeah, again, he he just Scrooge is not dead. So maybe and maybe the Grim Reaper has to touch him in order for for him to be dead. And maybe that I don't know if that ever happened. If he ever did touch Scrooge, so maybe he's the Grim Reaper just he... giving him warning. Yeah, I don't know. Well, but the thing is too is that. Uh, well, and and we could discuss this later, or maybe I'll just discuss it now. But there's a there's a section also that I that I found. Um, <clears throat> it I I I was trying, like I said, I was trying to dig a little bit further just to get instead of just giving like the sort of the basic stuff. But there was an article on a website called enotes.com that talks about why he doesn't speak. Um, and and it it was it was kind of interesting. We'll we'll link that in the show notes for sure. Uh, but it was it was an interesting article uh, on on why he doesn't speak. So it says perhaps this last ghost is silent to show Scrooge that he really does have free will to change the future by not giving Scrooge definite answers to his questions, which the questions were, answer me one question. Are these the shadows of things that will be, or are these shadows that things, uh, of things that may be? And he never, he never gets an answer from the ghost. Um, uh, the interesting part about this is that by by not giving him an answer to it, uh, the past has already really been written. The present, you know, is is occurring, but the future is unknown. Uh, the theme of the man controlling his own destiny is emphasized by the last ghostly visit. In fact, at the end of the tale, Scrooge does change the future uh, of the ghost of Christmas yet to come, uh, of what he showed him, and then he becomes a, a good person. So it's almost like maybe they, they kept him mute like that because, uh, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge could change what the what the future was. So it, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, when I started digging a little bit more into it, and I I mean maybe I got a little stupid with it as far as like trying to analyze a little bit more about it. But I just thought it was interesting because this 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 one is definitely the scariest of all of them, um, especially in the two thousand nine um, uh, Christmas Carol. I I I just think that. That it it was definitely like those horses were awesome, where they had the red eyes and they oh yeah they came no up that really sequence fast. there were some yeah. really great sequences in there and that's the thing I think in most uh well I guess let me pose this question to you first I know we haven't gotten into the history of any of this yet and we will but I think you and I made it pretty clear that we weren't nuts about Ghost of Christmas Past and Ghost of Christmas Present um. So I would imagine our two favorite ghosts are going to be Marley and this one. So for you, yeah. which ghost is better? Uh, that's tough. I mean, because honestly, I I like. Well, how both about you think ghosts. about it, and then at the end of the show, we'll we'll say who we think is better, and uh, and explain why. But uh, should we just dig into the history right now, and then yeah, we'll, let's jump we'll get... in. All right, cool. Let's dig in. Who are you? 
Are you the ghost of Christmas future? <coughs> Please, speak to me. All right, so the ghost of Christmas yet to come, obviously, comes from Charles Dickens' novella A Christmas Carol from 1843, or what he called A Christmas Carol in Prose, being a ghost story of Christmas. This is the final ghost who haunts the miser Ebenezer Scrooge, as we were talking about, and according to fandom.com, he is meant to prompt Scrooge to adopt a more caring attitude in life and avoid the horrid afterlife of Marley. Scrooge finds him the most fearsome of the spirits. He appears to Scrooge as a figure entirely muffled in a black hooded robe, except for a single gaunt hand with which he points. Although the character never speaks in the story, Scrooge understands him, usually rough assumptions from his previous experiences and rhetorical questions. The ghost's general appearance suggests that he may be associated with the Grim Reaper. So there you go. It's not necessarily saying it's the Grim Reaper, but maybe associated with the Grim Reaper. So I thought that was kind of interesting. The ghost's muteness and undefined features being always covered by his robe may also have been intended to represent the uncertainty of the future. He is notable that even in satires and parodies of the tale, this spirit nonetheless retains his original look, which is pretty interesting. If you think about all the different portrayals of this ghost, they pretty much all are very much the same, you know, um, yeah. that you know, hooded, ghoul-like character. I don't know how you could really change him uh, that much. I mean, even in the Muppets Christmas Carol you know, they pretty much kept him the same. Well, I will say this. Um, th- there's, a, there's a link I'll put in the show notes, as I have on the, the previous podcast. They're the ghost portrayals in film and TV, and it shows all the different characters that played him. Um, but just to, just to give you an idea of the range, uh, that ghost was portrayed by the Tasmanian Devil, Hefty Smurf, Dino the Dinosaurs, uh, do you know the dinosaur from the Flintstones and Mr. Spacely from the Jetsons? So he's had a wide range oh, of geez. people play him. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the brief history. Again, it's not it's basically the what you know about him from the story. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's the history of, the, of that ghost. Yeah, so even just to jump into the powers and abilities. So obviously superhuman physical characteristics, flight, immortality, uh, self-sustenance, um, reality warping, time travel. Um, with the reality warping and the time travel, I mean, obviously he could, you know, bring you wherever you want. He could bring you to the future, kind of like the other ghosts, you know, sort of did. Matter manipulation, spatial manipulation. Um, and I guess I should probably say this is coming off of vsbattles.fandom.com under the ghost of Christmas uh, future is what they call it, which he has other names like yet to come and then future. And I think he had something else, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what they called him. Um, he has teleportation, transformation, clairvoyance, uh, darkness, manipulation, abstract existence. Um, his speed they say is at least subsonic. Uh, but likely hypersonic. I'm not really sure what the difference between that is. I think all the ghosts, their speed, you know, is sort of uh, the same because they can they can kind of go wherever they want to go. Um, his durability is unknown. Uh, his stamina is limitless. And uh, 
I mean, obviously he has very high intelligence, um, just because he could direct Scrooge to different places and instill fear in him in any real way, uh, that, that he wants to, uh, any weaknesses, I mean, there really isn't a weakness with him. I mean, if you, d depending on what you consider him as being, uh, death, how do you kill death? I mean, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's definitely the other... nothing in any of the interpretations of the story that, that seem to suggest that he has any weaknesses that I can think of right now. I can't think of anything. Well, and the, but the other thing too, and, and this is why I brought it up at the beginning of the show, is to for our listeners, you know, to try to figure out like, well, what is he? You know, and, and I'd be interested to see if, you know, if anybody has any ideas or any thoughts on it, you know, to, to call us you know, on our, on our line, um, and, and let us know or, or put it in the review section because it, the interesting part about it is that I, I don't know what he is. Um, but you can't even really look up weaknesses, uh, for something that unless you're, you know you're what even, he is. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard. It's, you can't even categorize this. Um, and that's one of the reasons why, like I said, at the beginning of the show, there's all the different types of things that he could be, um, but I have no no idea which one. So uh, to even get into a little bit more, I, so I found a couple of neat items. I've been doing a lot of 3D printing lately. Um, I have a, a, a pretty good 3D printer. It's an Ender 5 uh, printer. And on thingiverse.com, and we'll link this in the show notes, if you go to that, you will see that you can 3D print all of the ghosts and Ebenezer Scrooge individually and just kind of have your characters and then you can paint it and everything else. But this guy did a pretty good job um, that made these ghosts. It's by a, uh, uh, his name is JD Mac 174 and he posted this on November 25th, 2018. But it still looks really good. If you look at the pictures... Um, it, it looks pretty good in the comments. People are saying that it's, it's not that difficult to actually, uh, to do. And, um, so I, I'm probably going to print this and just see if, uh, if it turns out good. Um, cause I haven't actually printed it. I just, I just saw it the other day and it looked, looked really neat. Oh, so. it, well, this is, am I looking at the right thing here? The, the ghosts of Christmas, like, I don't see the, they look, it looks like artwork. Thing, it's yeah it's not artwork if you scroll through if you clicked on the oh the yeah universe, i see yeah I you see. eventually see the models and whatnot and that and that's what it looks like and then <laughs> they you have take a hand. that and bring Ooh. it in yeah yeah there's some really cool ones there dang man you can make like a whole village oh you could do all kinds of stuff with 3d printers and that's one of the reasons why like i brought this up so if anybody has a 3d printer and wants to get into, you know, the Christmas Carol a little bit more since we've kind of covered all the ghosts. They're right there. Um, another interesting find, like I said, we'll link the YouTube video um, to the to the guy that was having this discussion. He actually does all of the ghosts. Um, he's got a a show on his just dystopia junkie, and we're not any you know affiliated with this guy at all. I just found his stuff and he brings up some interesting points um that i think are are good to listen to so check him out for sure um and then the uh the last thing that i had found was this book 
Now, I don't even know how I found this, but it's called I Am Scrooge, A Zombie Story for Christmas. <laughs> and it's by Adam Roberts. And oh, it, it goes wow. in. But I, I, it goes into like some interesting uh, takes. Like, I'm just going to read the beginning of this. It says, Marley was dead to begin with. Dead for about three minutes, that is. Then he got up again. The clergyman, the clerk, and the undertaker had all certified him dead, and these were all men experienced in the business of dealing with dead bodies. They were all astonished then, and more, more than astonished to hear his corpse groan and see it shake and move. Like, basically, he's transforming into a zombie and and uh, coming back to life. And it, it goes into, like, this whole detail. Um, you could get this book. It's an e-book for $1.99, um, but apparently he goes through all the ghosts and they transform into zombies, and uh, so I just thought it was pretty Oh, this neat. looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I found it on Amazon. You can still get the paperback if you if you want it. Yeah, so it, it's pretty pretty freaking neat, though. We'll, we'll link, maybe link the one from Amazon in the show notes. Yeah, I'll put that it in there. That might be better. But yeah, that, so that's that's a couple of items that I had. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, that, that's all I got. Cool. Yeah, that book, because I'm putting it on my list right now, because that's like a must have. I mean, who you're talking Christmas Carol and zombies together in, yeah, one, exactly. in one place? Can't go wrong. <laughs> um, all right. Well, for uh, mo- movies, TV, books, Uh, For the last time in the series, I'm going to recommend our original podcast that we did on the Christmas Carol called Ghostly Christmas Carols, Um, because we, like I said, the last three times, uh, we just cover a lot of of different stories, adaptations of A Christmas Carol, so it's a good podcast to check out and uh, get our take on the carol itself. Some other goodies, I'm going to try and put in a few links here. I found some shirts on Amazon that were pr- were pretty cool, pretty fun. Uh, it has like, uh, you know, Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come shirt. There's a Marley shirt, Ghost of Christmas Past, a Ghost of Christmas Present, a Scrooge shirt, a bunch of different cool shirts that you could find on Amazon that, you know, they kind of look like storefront shirts. Um, there's a Fezzy wig shirt. Uh, but they're kind of fun, and if you enjoyed this series that we did this month, uh, maybe you want to purchase these shirts. Um, we, we didn't make them, um, but it's certainly some fun shirts uh, if you're into the carol. If you're in Transylvania and you're looking for the ghost of uh, Christmas yet to come, then you're going to want to take an evening stroll through the foggy old London-like gaslight quarter in downtown Transylvania, which is full of ghosts and uh, phantoms and uh, specters and whatnot. Um, But the only way you're going to be able to get to this location is if you get our guide, Transylvania Traveler, which you can get at jackolanternpress.com. All right, it's time for our trick-or-treat bags where Tom and I share something cool we've been checking out during this last week. Tom, uh, what have you been checking out? What's in your trick-or-treat bag? So uh, this is a game that I have found, uh, and, and this is an older game, 
Uh, but we'll put, like I said, we'll put it in the show notes as we, we normally do. Um, but it's called Amnesia, and it was made in 2000, I believe, 10 when this was created. And uh, I'll give you the more of the information when this thing finally loads, but apparently it doesn't want to load right now. Um, matter of fact, uh, well, actually, there you go. So it's by uh, Frictional Games. Uh, it was developed on September 8th, 2010. And it's basically, it's called Amnesia, The Dark Descent. It's a first-person survival horror game. And it's a game about immersion, discovery, and living through a nightmare. And if you like jump scares, this is definitely a good game to get. It'll probably play on just about everything. Um... The other thing, too, is that right now they have 80% off on this game, and it's $3.99, uh, which is pretty dang good. Uh, this is not a VR title. It's basically just a, a you know a game that you could play on pretty much anything, uh, it will, except maybe your iPad or, or your phone. Um, but it's creepy. It's fun. You explore... Uh, this this place you basically have no clue where you are in the game the story is basically you you wake up and you're you're basically having am amnesia and so you're trying to figure out a way of getting out of this this place and uh, it's freaky and stuff is running after you things you know show up and for a a game that is not uh in VR, where you, you're experiencing a little bit more, it's if you turn the lights out and just look at the screen and put some headphones on, you can hear the footsteps all around you, and it's pretty creepy. So, uh, definitely recommend this game um, to anybody who loves horror horror games. So that's what I have. Nice. Well, for uh, for my trick or treat bag item. Um, if you recall the past episodes this month, I've pretty much been, I started out with ghost stories and then uh, there was that, the documentary on anthology horror films and then uh, there was a, a anthology horror film that I brought up. I'm going to bring up another horror anthology because basically that's what I've been doing all month. <laughs> I think that that documentary just got me into, you know, uh, horror stories especially anthology anthologies um and so the the thing that i i watched which is a lot of people did not like a lot of people don't like horror anthology films but i watched this um, nightmare cinema it came out when did that come out a few years ago let me see where's the date on here 2019 I feel like it came out on blu-ray in 2019 I think it was a 2018 release and it has directors like uh, Joe Dante Mick Garris involved in making these but what it is is it's a horror anthology uh, five strangers are drawn into an abandoned theater and forced to watch their deepest and darkest fears play out before them. Lurking in the shadows is the projectionist, played by Mickey Rourke, who preys upon their souls with his collection of disturbing films. It's not the greatest wraparound, but um, I, I don't know. I, I really dug these stories. And I think each one was really cool, and I actually I was watching these in the dark next to my Christmas tree, so the Christmas tree was kind of a glow, and I had the, the this this anthology playing, and it was it just I don't know it kind of worked really well. You don't think that watching, 
you know, horror movies would be good at Christmas time, but I don't know, it kind of really worked hand in hand, you know, light, dark, all together. Uh, yeah, but I mean, horror. if you think about it, I mean, remember, they, they would say ghost stories around this time. Um, so it was kind of, you're kind of yeah, doing it something was, along the same lines, I guess, if you it, really yeah, think about really, it. Yeah, really... It really did. It 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 just seems to work because it it would be cold outside. It was dark outside, and and I, it was nice and cozy inside my house. I had the warm Christmas tree, you know, uh, lit up. But then I'm watching this scary thing with these horrific images, and like I said, it just worked really well. One of the other things that I watched was um, Christmas a Christmas horror story, which I really enjoyed. I watched a few others as well, and I still I got I got um, another couple horror anthologies for Christmas that I'll probably continue watching. But um, yeah, Nightmare Cinema, I think it's definitely worth a watch. I got it on Amazon Prime. I don't think it was that expensive. I think it was like four bucks or something. But I'll link the the Blu-ray in the show notes. You but but you can look it up on uh, Amazon Prime. Check it out. I think it's worth. Um, worth a watch. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for, uh, for my trick or treat item. But, uh, one last thing before we go, um, speaking of things yet to come, 2021 is on its way. And I don't know, I'm kind of curious what, what your thoughts on 2021 are, Tom, because, uh, you know, there's so many people who are like, Oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. This was a horrible year with COVID and all that. But like, is 2021, I, I, maybe this is a negative approach, but is it really going to be better? Like, we're still not out of this thing. <laughs> so, like, yeah, everyone I, thinks that as soon as the clock turns, it's like, oh, we're we're in a new year. Yeah, we're going to be much gonna better. Change. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, don't I don't know, is it? going to change. And maybe, uh, hopefully, it you know, by the summer, it will be better. But I I, I don't know. I, I don't want to be negative. Uh, you know, I know everybody. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're hopeful. being like a scrooge or something by well scrooge does change though but is it bad like are we we're supposed to go into this thing positive i don't know we still have a long way to go i think in this COVID thing i think life has definitely been changed uh i don't know that we'll ever go back you know what uh, for i what i do for a living is is computer stuff and and i could tell you that um i don't see anybody making any drastic changes of not working from home as a matter of fact we've had people that uh have put requests in to just continue to work from home from here on out i think meetings are going to be different i think a lot of a lot of companies education a lot of yeah education you you don't think that a lot of companies oh i I was just going to say you're going to see a lot of companies going towards um making meeting programs that are going to be doing more. I think VR is going to enter probably faster into the business because you're going to be able to interact with people who are working from home better or possibly even having your meetings um, where you can see them and sort of physically, not well, not physically interact, but have avatars that interact. Um, I don't think that's far off. I think people are going to, are going to be more into the technology and it's only going to get worse. Um, yeah, like it's like with teachers teaching, I think there's definitely going to be more stuff at home. Like even if they, if whenever kids go back to school, I think teachers are still going to implement things online, possibly zoom meetings. You know, they're going to be using these, you know, canvas portals more often. 
I, I think that uh, life has definitely changed. This was certainly a, a turning point year to where things are are changing. And maybe yeah. for the better, maybe for the worse, I don't know. Nevertheless, I don't know. What are your thoughts on 2021? Right, do you think it's going to be a better year, worse year, same? I think it's going to be uh, about the same until the summer. And then we'll see where yeah. it goes from there. But I don't, I don't I mean, see I think it's going to be a change. gnarly start to the new year. Because where I live in Los Angeles, the COVID cases are ramping up. And there's people that I know that work at hospitals. And they're saying that they don't have enough room for COVID patients on the floor where COVID patients go. So the patients are going to all floors of the hospital. In fact, our hospital, which is down the street... They're actually putting patients in a tent in the parking structure, and oh, wow. deaths have have gone way up. Like it's gnarly. Um. So yeah, yeah I don't know. And it seems it's like really we're not even in the thick of flu season, which is when this thing may really ramp up. I don't know. Kind of scary, but um. Oh, there's yeah. one one other thing. Not to switch subjects, but uh, we were going to talk about Marley or. Oh, yeah, shoot. Good thing you remembered that. Yeah, Yeah. which one are you going to say is your favorite? I honestly, I don't know. I, because I I don't, I mean, I like the look of Marley. And even, even in the, in the discussion where we are in one of our podcasts where I brought up the one from uh, atmosfx.com where they made Marley, I, I just, I, I like the 2009 version of it that they did in the Christmas Carol, um, I think that one artistically looks neat. I think it looks artistically neat in the Atmos effects one. So that's why I, I really like Marley. But on the other hand, how can you you take away from the uh, the, Chris, the ghost of, of yet to come uh, in the 2009 movie? I mean, that's a really good one. And even in all of, of the, the Christmas carols, that is the best looking one as far as if you're into like the horror stuff uh, yeah that's trying that's what i was gonna say you know tough since since i was a kid halloween was always my favorite holiday i always loved monsters and i would have to say that in every interpretation the ghost of christmas yet to come has been my favorite because and i think part of it is because he doesn't talk he's more mysterious and there's something about that you know, that's what makes a monster so cool. It's like the the shark in Jaws. You don't see him that much. You don't know much about him. And that makes him all the scarier. And I think yeah. because he's dark, he's robed, you don't know what really what he looks like. He doesn't talk. Uh, well, in some adaptations, in the, the Disney Mickey's Christmas Carol, he does talk at the end. But even when he does talk there, it's really cool. I, I would probably say for me... Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is my favorite of all the yeah. the ghosts that haunt Scrooge. No, yeah, that's I mean, like like I said, it's uh, I like I like both of them, but yeah, I mean they're they're both I think equally good. Yeah, Marley's definitely a close second. But yeah, okay, cool. Well, anything else, Tom? Before we call it a night? Nope, that'll do it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this Monster Monday. For more about the Monster Universe and the Monster Revolution that's upon us, go to jackolanternpress.com. 
You can also call our pumpkin hotline and leave us a message with any questions, suggestions, or your impressions of the show at 323-761-0276. And if you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and a review. It's a big help for the podcast and we'd greatly appreciate it. So thank you for joining us in this uh, four-part series that we did this month. Happy New Year, and we'll meet up again, I guess, next year in the Pumpkin Patch. Oh,